What is up, party people? My name is Sage Lewis. This is the Sage Against the Machine podcast. And, you know, last week I told you, I told you that la- that um, last week was my 98th episode. That was a lie. That was a bold-faced lie. It wasn't really a lie. It was more like an ignorant statement. I mean, technically... Ignorant statements are lies. But I was wrong. That was the 99th episode. This is my 100th episode. That's what I'm trying to get at, ladies and gentlemen. My 100th episode of the Sage Against the Machine. I think it has, in total, been watched 100 times. Mostly by me. And uh, I don't care. I don't care. I'm just going to keep doing my podcast because I do me and that's how it is. That's how it rolls, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you got to do what you love, you know? Ask Vincent Van Gogh how he liked being you know, obscure and disdained by the art world and, you know, now, look who's laughing. A dead Vincent Van Gogh. Hey, Robin Everly! Robin Everly! Alright, I want to get this show on the road because, honestly... Uh, this is a pretty serious show. This show uh, is entitled. What did I entitle it? Is it time for Chief Milet to go? Okay, Chief Milet is our uh, chief of police. When did he show up? When did Chief Milet come to Akron? Let's see. When did Chief Milet come to Akron? Um, new police chief. February 2022. Let's meet Akron's new police chief. There he is. There he is. From Bellevue, Washington. Uh, near, I'd say near like Portland, you know, where all those crazy protests were going on. It is now October 13th. We'll call it. What, eight months? I think we've learned enough. And I think it's time for Mr. My- Chief Milet, sorry, to go. Okay? These are the four reasons I'm going to cover today. Okay? The Ethan Lemming case, the Jalen Walker case, uh, Beacon Journal suing them because they aren't providing information. Oh, and Joyce said hello. Hello, Joyce. Um, dealing with protesters. And taking names off of badges. And last this week, which really inspired this, reinstating the eight officers, reinstating the eight officers who were involved in the Jalen Walker massacre. I don't know how many times they shot him all the times. They, they took all the bullets they had. They had eight officers. They took all the bullets in their gun and they put them all in Jalen Walker, who was unarmed unarmed okay supposedly uh they heard a shot on the i listened to the video i did i think i heard a shot maybe maybe jalen walker shot out of his window but i'll tell you what when he got full of lead as they say in the old west 40 times no gun no gun no gun all right now first of all let me tell you this. I'm running for Ward 8 City Council, and uh, I'm very competitive, and I want to win. And my wife even believes I can win. And if my wife believes I can win, holy crap, the chances are good that I'm going to win. She cuts, man, she just, you know, tells it like it is. I don't go to my wife to, you know, hear fluff. She's like, I didn't think you could win mayor, but I think you can win this. <laughs> I'm like, no. She's like, yeah, I really do. I'm like, damn, girl. All right. So my wife, th- if my wife thinks I can win, I put my chances pretty high. I don't even know. Uh, so what I'm doing is I'm going around knocking on doors. Um, I just rented a, a, a uh, an electric bike, a homeless friend of mine who now is no longer homeless and has a job. He rented a bike from Rena Center and I fell in love with it. And I'm like, I'm going to get one of those. So I'm going to try that out today. Uh, I've been walking the streets. It's exhausting. 
I'm going to get on my electric bicycle and I'm going to go around and hand out my little flyers. Here, I'll show you what they look like. Aren't they fancy? Look, Sage Lewis, people first. People, there I am. Uh, and then I write some stuff and I talk about my uh, New York Times article. Blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something. Guess the median age of voters who voted in the last primary for mayor, okay? Primaries are a low turnout vote, uh, Vote. okay? Um, it was May 2019. They are now going to be voting in May of 2023. The average age is 64. 64, ladies and gentlemen, okay? I'm not, hey, Joyce, Oh, Joyce. Hi, Joyce. We believe you can win, too. Oh, I love you. Uh, let me just say very quickly, Joyce and Robin are now in, out. They're out. I believe they're in the outskirts of Chicago, helping homeless people, helping homeless people. Um, I don't think I can pull it up. They got married in uh, where they lived in a tent in my backyard. It was a lovely ceremony, a lovely ceremony. And now living happily ever after in the suburbs of Chicago, I believe, helping homeless people. Okay? Helping homeless people. Very, very impressed. Uh, Robin and Joyce helped homeless people here in Akron out of tents. Uh, but now they're doing it officially and making it their job, which is incredible. Super, super duper incredible. So proud to know you guys. So proud. So impressed. So proud. Um, so I'm knocking on doors and every person is a senior citizen. Living alone. You know, their spouse died. Some are, you know, vital and happy. Some are, some seem a little sad and some just want to talk to the guy at the, at the, you know, their front door, some crazy tall dude. They don't even care. They're like, I don't even care. Just I'll talk to anybody. And it makes me think I fight for people who don't vote. Now, I'm not blaming homeless people. Okay. Homeless people, actually, it's in their name. They don't They don't have a home, and if you don't have an address, it makes it very hard to vote. If you don't have an ID, which most people don't, they, 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 uh, you can't walk into a voting booth. It goes on and on, okay? It goes on and on. So I'm not, not uh, dissing homeless people too much on the fact that they don't vote, but, you know, they don't, but... Um, Black men and young liberals. Black men are the lowest voter turnout. I learned that from the president of the NAACP here in Akron. She said it. The lowest voter turnout group, black men. Black men are the people that um, I am probably fighting for the hardest, and they don't vote. What's their excuse? Then supporters of black men, young liberals or progressives or communists or anarchists or Antifa, all of them, they don't vote. The communists literally don't vote. It's a matter of pride for them to don't to not vote. Shannon, Shannon votes, I bet. Shannon votes because Shannon's a badass. Um, all of my effort is fighting for people that don't vote. And now I'm knocking on doors of senior citizens that clearly need help too. And part of me thinks, you know, why don't I just help the people that vote? These senior citizens, even if they have money, they're alone, isolated. They need support, um, just like anybody else. And at least they have I mean, you know, older people that have a hard time walking, get out there and vote. Young men, black and white, not voting. And I'm the one supporting you. 
Ridiculous. Just want to put that out there. Go vote. Sick of this. Too good to vote. Look, look, Antifa. On your way to your next dumpster fire, your next riot, your next spray painting, stop off at the local church on voting day and vote. I believe early voting is open in Akron right now. You can go during office hours down to the Board of Elections and do in-person absentee. Just get it out of the way for the November issue. Come on, people. Do both. Oh, geez. Here we go. Okay, this is this is a good, valid point. Shannon says, I don't vote because it's public record and my stalker always finds me. I haven't registered since 2018. Okay. That's fair. If you feel you're going to be murdered because you vote, you get a pass. You get a pass. Okay. That's fair. See? See? See, look what I'm doing. I am stereotyping non-voters. I'm like, you no good, lousy no voters. And Shannon's like, yeah, you know, I don't vote because I like to live. That's why I don't vote. But yeah, please bash me some more, Sage. That would be great. Really appreciate that. That makes me feel all the better in my life, you know. (laughs) We have to be careful of stereotyping. But look. Okay, look. All right. This episode is brought to you by It's Time for Chief Milet to Go. Now, I'm going to I'm doing this for a couple reasons. First of all, this is what I believe. Now, by the end of this episode, talking to you guys, if I change my mind, I will change my mind. I am a human being. I am not, but I think it's gonna you're gonna have a hard time convincing me that this guy has shown his true colors and he's not what we need. Okay, that's the plan. But if you can change my mind, by all means, do it. Um, I also want you to know that this is the kind of politician I'm going to be. I'm going to be it. You are going to take me, an outsider of the matrix, and put me in the matrix. Okay, there you go. See, Shannon says, I hate it. I want to vote. It drives me nuts. I think you're making the right choice, Shannon. Safety first. I think you make a valid point. A valid point. I have all the voters in my neighborhood, their name, age, address, and all the times they voted. I have a lot of information on people, okay? When I walk up to your house, I'm like, hi, Miss Wilson. Are you, hi, are you Miss Wilson? And they'll be like, yes. Well, my name is Sage and I'm running for Ward 8 City Council. That's not in May or that's not in November. That's in May. I just, but I just thought I'd get out here and start saying hi. So yes, don't vote Shannon Jesus. Now I will say, I don't know how they do this, but there are some people on my walking list that have the address on file. It says address on file. And I thought that was an interesting thing. So I literally, I know their name, but I don't know where they live. I thought that was an interesting thing. I thought that was an interesting thing. Okay. Um, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Now, so just so you know, Chief Milet came around February 2022. It's October 2022. Um, much to the surprise of people in the government, particularly I heard them talking about it in city council, there was an investigation of Mr. Milet. Now, this was filed in 2004, Fifth Circuit. This was in uh, Corpus Christi, okay, Texas, that is. Uh, he writes that he was discriminated against based on his race, that he was, was retaliated against for giving negative testimony against Alvarez in another officer's civil rights. So, Milet sued that he was discriminated. Now, they found that he was not discriminated against. But what is all of this discrimination, not discrimination? I'm so glad you asked. Okay. Um, here, let me give you this. Let me give it to you. The Bellevue Police Department fired an African-American police officer. Okay. With me? 
28 days after he raised concerns about racism in the department. Could that be a coincidence? I suppose. I suppose. But it seems a little too, uh, you know, winky-dink to me. Edward Williams is an African-American police officer hired as a lateral officer by the Bellevue Police Department in 2014. Okay, 2014. Now, when did this whole thing come down? I don't know. Anyways. He says, after being shown racist text messages by a field training officer calling Officer Williams chocolate face. Where do these racists come up with this shit? Chocolate face? It's not even anything. That's weird. Why do you have to go to such effort to call somebody? Hey, did you see chocolate face? Wow. Field training officer saw a racist text message. Okay. There was a text by field training officer calling Officer Williams chocolate face. Now, I don't care how you spin it. It's hard to wiggle out of, well, that's not a racist comment. We, we call each other by different kinds of candy all the time. I mean, look, that's cream puff over there. That's cream puff face. And that's uh, Twinkie face. No, no. No, 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 no. Here's angel food cake face right here. That's how I call people, by by different kinds of candy. I doubt it. I don't have that information. If I'm wrong that the field training officer refers to everybody by various kinds of candy, I stand corrected. I have not seen that evidence. It seems interesting to me that a text message calling a black man chocolate face Maybe not uh, the field training officer words of choice. Officer Williams raised concerns to internal affairs and the chief of police, Mr. Milet, about racism in the BPD. Okay, that's the Bellevue Police Department in case you lost track. In response, Chief Stephen Milet called Officer Williams into his office and told him he does not fit in culturally and urged him to resign. Okay. So he urged him to resign. The next day, the next day after being urged to resign, Officer Williams was fired based on contrived and manufactured performance issues. Now, that's all I know about Officer Williams. He might have sucked as a cop, okay? He might have been the worst cop ever. You know the guy. You know the guy at work. Just total waste of space. I don't know. But the chocolate face comment and him not fitting in culturally, problem. He would have been better to say, you are a lazy piece of shit. Than to say, hey, chocolate face, you don't fit in culturally. Bad. Just just say it. Like, let me tell you all the reasons you don't fit in here. You show up late three out of five days a week. Uh, you barely, you don't, you don't write any tickets. You don't do anything. You don't show up at meetings. You're a lazy piece of shit, Officer Williams. That would have been fine. And maybe that exists somewhere. I don't know. But based on this, this is a problem. The termination was carried out by Chief Milet, who believes that minorities are favored over Caucasian police officers. And may I say, up here, Milet alleges that he was described back in 2000, when was this? 2004, in Corpus Christi, he said he was discriminated against because he was white. We have it on record that he filed a court case that said he was discriminated against because he was white. So when you come down here and you read that the termination was carried out by Chief Mileto believes that minorities are favored over Caucasian police officers, you gotta kind of believe it because we have the proof, okay? who has even filed a legal action against discrimination against Caucasian. Yes, he did. You see up there, I, I showed it to you. You see, you see it? 
Milet sued his former employer for race discrimination against alleging that as a white male, he'd have been a victim of discrimination. Okay? This guy has race problems. He believes he is he <laughs> is being discriminated against as the police of chief. The white fat fucker at the top of the pile is being discriminated against because he's white. Ah, that's, it's one of those things you just, you can think it inside your head, but you don't put it on a fucking piece of paper and, and write it down as a lawsuit. You're the main guy. My life contended that my orders are given preferential treatment over white males. That's what he said. It's in the whole thing. Chief Milet has made sure the minorities are not given preferential treatment in Bellevue. Woo! Bellevue Police Department has a long history of racism among its officers, including racial slurs and derogatory comments directed at minorities. Maybe Mr. Milet should have stayed over in Bellevue. He might have been more, although we do that here, too. He's probably, he's a perfect fit in Akron, too. Who am I kidding? Comments that have come to public light include off-duty Bellevue police officers asking a Seattle police officer after being stopped at a football game, are you picking on my wife because she's white? Let me read that again. I need that to sink in a little more. Comments that have come to public light, including off-duty Bellevue police officers. Okay. I'm imagining they're white off-duty police officers asking a Seattle police officer, part of that thin blue line, I thought, unless you're black, I'm imagining the Seattle officer was black after being stopped at a football game. Are you picking on my wife because she's white? And these blacks, they think they run the show. God damn. God damn. Ouch. This stuff came to light before we hired this guy, mind you. Thanks to the uh, communists in Akron. God bless the communists. I don't know why I choked on that. I, I just had a granola bar. It's not. It's God bless the communists. Not a single profession wins institutional racism, discrimination, and have more of a drastic, profound impact on society and the law enforcement. Edward Williams, remember the guy Chocolate Face, a.k.a. Chocolate Face, hereby sets forth his complaint against defendant city of Bellevue, Stephen Milet, for race discrimination, retaliation, harassment, these violations, wrongful termination, blah, blah, blah. Now, that's all I know. I don't know what happened to that case. I don't know where it went. Edward William's chocolate face could be the worst cop on planet Earth. These are questions I don't know. I don't know anything more than what I'm reading here. Okay? But I just want to set that stage. Okay? We have proven that Chief Milet believes he is discriminated against as a white, fat, fucking police chief. Okay, imagine me saying this as a city council member. Put me in there. Put me in there, goddammit. Please. We'll do it. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun. Okay. Let's see. Did I miss any comments? Uh, yep, Shannon just said she'll look into it. Okay, yeah, that thing, right, Shannon? Look into where you can... Uh, um, you know, vote without putting your name in. You should vote. You are so smart. We need we need the smart people to vote. Especially conservative smart people. I like you guys the best. Not the best best, but I, I like you. Never mind. See? You're very smart. You should vote. Okay. Do you got the stage set? Does anybody have the stage set? You got it? Milet, our chief of police, believes he is discriminated against. Okay. Now, where should we go next? Let's go to Ethan Lemming, okay? Let's go to Ethan Lemming. Remember the guy who uh, got killed at the I Promise basketball court? This is from the Beacon Journal. This was on June of 2022, June 8th. Chief of Police, uh, Akron Chief, teen fires toy gun at basketball players before deadly fire fight near I Promise. I want you. This is at uh, this is at point six thirty seven in his press conference. Okay, here we go. This is a senseless act of violence in our city. He's not talking about Ethan Lemming. Okay, that fat white pasty twinkie face 
eating, does he eat Twinkies? If ever ate a man ate donuts, it's that guy. See? Okay. You're going to have to get used to the First Amendment being used as a city councilman. You're just going to have to get used to it. Okay? First, city council members are allowed the First Amendment. Don't you forget it. Okay? This man, this man right here, sued a city for racial discrimination because he's white. Look at those four stars. He said senseless act of violence or something like that. Yet again. Yet again. Yet again. Doesn't that seem suspicious? Yet again. Uh, we have a He's look. talking about the young black, mostly, practically boys. That uh, one, I'll tell you more about the story in case you forgot. A lot of work to do in this city, um, as the country does at large. A lot of work to do. What does he mean by that? A guy that has um, sued because he feels racially discriminated against. What kind of work do we have to do, Mr. Chief uh, Milet? Um, so at this point, I will open it up to questions uh, that you may have. I, Chief, can you describe um, this gun a little bit more clearly? And is, is this Orbeez challenge going on? Okay, the Orbeez challenge. Basically, you get one of these Orbeez guns and you shoot it at people. Chief Milet is salivating at this question. I don't know if it was a, it's, it's a natural question, but he can't wait for this. Did you see his eyes dart to the right? So I'll do better than that. I'll do better than that. And here is where Chief Milet goes from being a police officer investigating a crime to being an activist for against the black guys. Mike, can you get it for me? Okay. Um, So the description of this toy. Toy. See, did you see that? It's a toy. I mean, it's a toy. And it's targeted for ages 14 and up. Is that you take these little beads. They're just little beads. You soak them in water. This so, is my understanding of it. This is my... And my I, my understanding is then you freeze them so they fucking hurt like shit. You soak it in water and then you load this... What they describe as a toy gun. What they describe... No, you're describing it as a toy gun. I don't know who they are. You are. Now, this is not the gun. The gun they used was black. It did not look like this. And it shoots these water beads. Just water beads. Be- they're practically like drops of water. At people or, or objects or whatever the target is. At people. I mean, we don't we all just do it? I mean, I go home and do it. When it impacts the target, it like a water balloon, it explodes. It's like a water balloon. It's like a soft little water balloon. Unless, of course, you freeze them. Person is doused with water. And then they get doused with water. And this is what um, we believe. Proper fucking Ganda. Proper fucking Ganda. He set the stage. He has already tainted this investigation by doing this. He has prejudged people here. You can't deny that he hasn't done this here. Leave the occupants of the vehicle were using the night on Saturday night. Um, the only difference is that the 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 toys that they were using the toys you can't say guns the toys because they're not guns they're toys were a different color different black yeah they were a different color black that made them look like a fucking real gun mayor go ahead look i'm not i'm not gonna say could that be confused with a real gun oh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh, uh pontificate on that what was in uh the minds of the people on the basketball court uh until we have an opportunity to talk to them um but you know here he goes. Here he goes. He can't shut the fuck up. This is uh, something that is of concern, obviously. Okay. 
I'm going to link to that. You can watch the whole thing. All right. Um, he is a guy who sued a city for racial discrimination because he was white. We have information that said the Bellevue police officer asked the Seattle police officer after being stopped at a football game, are you picking on my wife because she's white and these blacks, they think they can run the show. That is the kind of place Chief Milet runs, okay? That's the kind of place Chief Milet runs. Now, I would like to show you this article. I would like to um, show you an alternative, okay? Um, Okay. From the beginning, the language surrounding the events at the basketball court on June 2 has been loaded, okay? The police said race wasn't involved and then proceeded to publicly judge the three black suspects they eventually arrested. The New York Post reported that the three allegedly punched and assaulted each of the four victims. How is that? How is it that the four who started the altercation are the victims? Do you see how that works? They came over to the basketball court. These these people were playing basketball, minding their own business. These four young guys roll up, and now they're the victims. All of them. All of them are victims. How is it that the four who started the altercation are the victims? Did they shoot at the suspecting three and then just stand there? Of course not. They allegedly recorded it for a TikTok challenge, and rather than fleeing, fought with those they assaulted. Okay, uh, when the Firestone students, who along with Ethan Lemming, broke multiple logs, laws that night during their water pellet shooting spree called 911, they said nothing of Lemming being beaten to death, but they used that term in their later, later affidavit and it has stuck. Okay, they didn't know he was dead. He hit his head, okay? Given the factual evidence that has been presented, what occurred that night was a deadly fight among seven young men. Lemming's autopsy results do not comport with being repeatedly kicked, as his companions later claimed, later claimed, yet the media persists in misleadingly calling it a beating death. A grand jury recently lowered the charge for the brothers Sean and Tyler Stafford and their cousin Donovan Jones, all of whom have been held in the county jail since June 11th. The new charges of involuntary manslaughter and assault are more appropriate than the original murder charges. The county prosecutor's office stated that it has more information that is not yet made public. For now, only one side of the story and little else has been readily available, which is why I reached out to the families of the three in jail. I've also spoken with the neighborhood residents who witnessed very portion of the night. Among other things, I was told that Sean Stafford, who is five feet, five inches tall and 135 pounds, was punched and knocked to the ground by Lemming, who was six foot one and 165 pounds and an athlete, as the two fought one another. The grand jury findings seem to support this account for Sean received the most serious indictment, two charges of involuntary manslaughter, which is probably an accurate, probably what he should be. Uh, charged for the three basketball players accounts of the event should be given the same weight as those of the Firestone students, but few have been interested in finding out that information. They chief Milet said that because we're in such a, a hurting, we're not going to pursue any charges on those guys. I don't think any of those Firestone students got any charges. I've received many emails telling me I'm brave to written the last two columns, blah, blah, blah. Um, We live in a society with a criminal justice system that is not uniform, but instead meets out different treatment based on ethnicity and wealth. Okay? Now, I think Chief Milet was correct in saying that this wasn't a racial issue. But he made it a racial issue. He made it racist. Because the three black young men were murderers. 
And the four people, two black, two white, were victims. That's how he portrayed that situation. Okay? Jane, uh, Jane says, if you don't get up in there, come down here. We need you. I would love that. You, I, I, I don't know how I would spin it that I'm a Republican, Jane. I would love it. I love Republicans, but they, they would fillet me. I got to stay up here. I mean, it's the same people, Jane. We just put a D in front of our names. You know that. Uh, Shannon points out it's not in the toy section of the store. Wait, it is in the toy section of the store. Oh, I'm sorry. It is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but the deal is I th- they it was black and I believe they froze them. And may I say... Black inner city people, not the four people who are 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 going to a well-off inner city school, Firestone. That's where my kid goes, and I love it there. I love Firestone. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Those people did not go to a Firestone, and I believe they have had experience with being attacked by guns. Uh, oh, and so were lawn darts. Oh, good point. Good. Touche, Jane. Touche. Touche. So we're lawn darts. Yes. Um, we. Okay. I think that's enough. Do you get it? This was a screw up on Chief Milet's. What he needed to do was he needed to come out there and say, look, this happened and this happened. We're investigating it. What are your questions? Here's the questions. He didn't need to bring out a gun that was not the gun. If he had brought out the actual gun, that would have been good. The toy. He politicized it. And, um, you know, by continually calling it a toy, why didn't he call it a toy gun? If you want to, you know, you want to be accurate, toy gun, toy gun, toy gun that shoots water pellets. And um, that's all we know. We're going to find out more. But no, it was some sort of tragic violence. And again, this guy has sued because he has felt racially discriminated against as a white man, as a chief of police. Now, he probably wasn't chief of police when he sued that. But that's what they believe. He believes it enough to the point where he sued over it. Okay, next up. Now, Jalen Walker shot over 40 times, sometimes in the back, sometimes in the side, sometimes in the front, just everywhere. Just all the, all, just shot, did not have a gun. Okay, he was wearing a, 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 a ski mask, not saying he wasn't. Um, now the Akron Beacon Journal editorial board, which I'm not a fan of, mostly because they bashed me in the past, (laughs) but that's not why I don't like, they should put their names on here. This like Luminati editorial board. Who are these people? Put your names on this crap. Stop being so secretive yourself. This was put out on September 13th. Why we're challenging Akron's increasingly secretive police department. Let me read you a little bit of this. It says this article represents the collective viewpoint of the Akron Beacon Journal's editorial board. What are they like? Three editors, four community members. They all believe this? I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay, here they go, though. Transparency is disappearing from the Akron Police Department in the aftermath of the five shooting by officers, by five shootings by officers, including the death of Jalen Walker on June 27th. Under the direction of Chief Steve Milet during his first year in Akron, the department has refused since December to identify officers who have fired their weapons, recently allowed officers to not name tags, wear name tags, and improperly withheld numerous public records while redacting officer names from routine reports. The city's zeal to protect its officers from the threats after eight officers shot Walker 46 times may be understandable at some level, but it's no excuse for violating Ohio's Public Records Act 
and avoiding scrutiny from the public and the media. The only true transparency that's happened resulted from a voter-approved charter amendment requiring disclosure of body camera videos in critical incidents, which city leaders did support, and legal pressure from the Akron Beacon Journal's attorneys. Even worse, they only did it because it was a voter-approved charter amendment. Even worse, Milet waited six days to tell residents his officers did not activate their cameras until after one shot a teen who police say was armed on September 3rd. Whether the officer's lapse was an oversight in a stressful moment, a technical issue, or something else remains to be seen. The chief similarly aired last spring when he waited three days to admit officers had tried to stop a car that sped away and crashed, killing three. Combined, all these realities are concerning, even if the officers did nothing wrong. Withholding public records. For weeks now, the Beacon Journal has been seeking officers' body camera video of the forceful arrest of protesters out the side of the police station July 6th. Social media video shows officers roughly detaining at least one man, a prominent national figure, calling for police reform. The video does not show what happened before the confrontation or any factors that may have justified the officer's conduct. Until recently, Akron declined our request, claiming the records are confidential and needed for trial preparation, despite prior rulings from the Ohio Supreme Court that videos such as cruiser dashboard cameras are public records as they detail initial reports of crimes, not investigations. They are breaking the law, okay? But Akron willingly released body camera footage on an unrelated July 30 shooting showing residents at Stodder Avenue that officers responded to and refused. One man is facing three, so they're showing some camera footage when it helps them. That's what it looks like to me. One man is facing three felony charges, meaning his case is still pending. The city also released body camera footage of a recent chase involving a pickle truck. It's true. The city law department's inconsistent release of these videos with some uh, with the same legal standing for releasing records has been puzzling at best. Akron has now told us it will release the July 6 videos, but we're still waiting for the files as of this writing. We've encountered obstacle after obstacle like this from Akron leaders, including several records requests for which we received no records or waited for weeks. We have not received any personnel files from the July 29th shooting, and it took a month to receive a one-page grievance filed by the police union. The city has also been resistant to releasing body camera videos of what happened after officers stopped shooting and just recently released more videos of the Walker scene. While the city believes the ordinance requires to only release video of actual use footage, we believe state public records laws require more transparency. Okay, and it goes on and on. Okay, uh, this is not transparency. Um, Akron, and Akron leaders don't seem to comprehend the true definition of transparency while hoping nobody questions their judgment. Uh, we have an obligation to serve this community as your watchdog. We have a right to know the work history of the empowered to arrest you. And if any officer has crossed a line, the public needs to know. We call on Mayor Dan Horgan to immediately end this nonsense and restore transparency to the work of Akron police. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the drop, the mic drop of this year. Dan Horgan appoints the police chief. It's one call. It's one call. Dan Horgan couldn't even be troubled to give a state of the city address this year because we needed more dialogue. He's bananas. He's out. He's dropped out. He's not going to run for mayor. He's done. He's not. He's done. He doesn't give a shit anymore. He's overwhelmed. He he can't handle this. Okay. All right. You feel me? Shannon says, I'm, maybe I have my head in the clouds with certain things because my kids don't attend Akron. My kids attend Akron. My kid attends Akron, Firestone, and uh, I'm very happy. Very happy. Um, all right. Okay, that covers the transparency issue. Okay. Let's talk about dealing with protesters. Shall we? Shall we? Okay, let's see what I got here. Um, <laughs> let's see, where is it? Where is it? 
Uh, okay, hold on. Um, do 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 do. Okay, I got all this organized on my blog. So organized is a is a loose is a big word for what I've done here. Um, okay, I want you to watch this on YouTube. Okay, that man, his name is um, Harris, I believe. Michael Harris, that's right. This man is, um, well, I'll get to that in a minute. Hold on. Okay. Just watch this. Watch. Okay, this is all we get. There's a man. His face is blurred. I wish it wasn't because uh, we need to see these fists landing on this guy. Look at that guy. Just bam, bam, bam. His hands look behind his back, right? His, his hands look like his hands are behind his back. Did you see that? I just, let me make it bigger in case you can't see that. Three huge punches to the face. Three huge punches to the face. Okay? Again. That is fucked up. Okay? You can't deny that's not fucked up. This guy has his arms behind his back. That guy wants to punch that guy in the face. That's all that is. You know why? Because black people... Getting too hoity-toity. Getting too hoity-toity. What did they say in that uh, thing? Uh, these blacks, they think they can run the show. That's what it says right here. <laughs> Are you picking on my wife because she's white? And these blacks, they think they can run the show. That, now I'm not saying that's what my let said. But it does seem, considering he sued for racial discrimination, that it would stand that that's the kind of place he runs. And these cops here are a little perturbed that this black man has the audacity to stand up and speak. That's what it looks like to me. That's what it looks like to me. They look, that guy looks angry, 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 angry. Okay. All right. Now, hold on, hold on. Let's see here. If I had a producer, it would go so much faster, but I'm everything here. So you have to like sit around, um, uh, and watch. Um, okay. Okay. I'd like you to watch this video a little bit. People are tired. This is um, Reverend Ray Green from Freedom Block. All over the country. These oh, sorry. lost family members. They are coming here more to console us and be with us than us calling them in. You may not know their names, but you do know their families. Jacob Blake and Brianna Taylor, their loved ones now in Akron after joining protests against the latest case of police violence to gain national attention. Jalen Walker. Now... We don't typically name those arrested for misdemeanor charges. Jacob Blake Sr. and Bianca Austin have become public figures in the fight against police brutality. Their arrests in Akron last night are going viral. And as news of those arrests reverberates across the country, News Finds Bob Jones breaks down what we know about their cases. There it is again. God, that guy is a dick. Video shows a man identified as an activist from North Carolina punched repeatedly. Okay, I don't think they like the fact that they've come from out of town. They, I think they're mad that they're black. I think they're mad at everything. That man is reacting angrily. He is angry. By Akron police before his arrest last night in downtown. Look at how he's just following that guy who's fallen down and he's just hunting for his face. He's just hunting for his face to punch as long as he can. Akron. It's another example of the high tension in the city more than a week after eight Akron police officers fired dozens of shots, hitting and killing Jalen Walker following a chase. We have guests from out of town here that's fighting for injustice. 
and they're in jail now. This is a reflection. They jailed these guys. They put them in jail. Of our city. Also arrested in Akron, Jacob Blake Sr. In 2020, his son Jacob Blake Jr. was shot several times by police in Wisconsin and left paralyzed. According to the family, Blake Sr. traveled to Akron to show support for Walker's family. Trying to protest peacefully uh, to bring about change and justice for this young man and his family and the community. Justin Blake says his brother was arrested for charges including rioting and resisting arrest after he got out of a vehicle to check on the activist who was being punched. Nobody understood why they were trying to arrest him. He was explaining he wasn't in the street. And Blake Sr. ended up at Cleveland Clinic, Akron General. At the end of the day, the uh, police officers arrested my brother uh, in such a brutal form that he had to go directly to the hospital. My name's Bianca Austin. Bianca Austin was also arrested by Akron police and appeared in court. <laughs> they arrested all of the big names. <laughs> I wish, oh, I didn't, oh, uh, if Al Sharpton, would they have arrested Al Sharpton? Oh, that would have been great. Al, you missed your chance, buddy. Today in 2020, her niece, Brianna Taylor, was shot and killed by Louisville, Kentucky police. Austin posted bond and got out of jail today. We're trying to get everybody that was arrested yesterday and this week out of jail now. Akron police say all use of force incidents are investigated, and that includes what happened last night. Officers added that the arrest started after protesters didn't follow orders to stop blocking an intersection and that chemical irritants were used to clear the area, which protesters say has been happening too frequently in recent days. I have personally witnessed um, the protesters, peaceful protesters being uh, tear gassed. No justice! The group Freedom Block and other organizations... This is uh, Ray Green right now. Freedom Block. Freedom Block, badass, badass group. They are pushing for uh, it's going on the ballot on no in November, which this is why you freaking communists need to get your fucking ass out there and vote for this oversight board in November. ...plan to continue protesting, push for police reform, and demand answers. The community just wants to know what is going on. In Akron, Bob Jones, News 5. All right. Now, do you see a picture forming here? Chief Milet sues for racial discrimination. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Oh, yeah. Kanye West uh, on Tucker Carlson is also awesome, but that's for another day. Um, He believes that black people are getting too much of a pass. Okay? And white people are being discriminated against. We know that's for a fact because it's on his record for suing it. Suing for it. The chief of police, that white fat fucker, the top of the pile, feels discriminated against. I'm sorry. That is ironic. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Um, okay. I Here's a video I did. I want to watch some of this. I want to respond to this video that Serve the People put out. We're going to watch some of it. Are y'all racially profiling? Okay, so they just... Okay, watch a little of this. This man... They're arresting the wrong guy, you know, because black people all look the same. Okay, so apparently, and I, I don't know the, the context, I believe... Wow, this, two of me's. Uh, That's a lot. The, a lot of me's. Serve the people, people, or just some protesters, Jalen Walker protesters were at a community event, and supposedly, I guess... They uh, thought this they pulled this guy out of the event and uh, thought maybe he was somebody different. Numbers, please. Give me my information. Names and badge numbers, please. Okay. So this, I believe, is a new thing that police in Akron are now refusing to give names and badge numbers. Okay. So what technically they were supposed to do is what the chief did said was not names, but badge numbers, but they were giving neither. Um, and that, 
so I think the biggest what you know we're talking about escalation and de-escalation, and by refusing to give your name, I think it makes it more um, dangerous. It- it's like, you tell me your name. No, you tell me your name. I don't have to tell you my name. Well, I don't have to tell you my name. Makes it more us against them. Because they're asking these people for their name, but we can't ask them their name. And I understand that they're afraid for their life, but aren't these people afraid for their life? I know we all look alike. I know we all look alike. Profiling people, refusing to give their. And I. Okay, then I'm going to jump up. I want you to watch this. So watch this. So she covers her badge. He asks her for the name and badge number. It's not like she's busy doing anything. She's not. She's not involved in anything. She's just standing around, doing nothing is clearly an apd policy now that they are not going to show you their name and badge number and which is strange because like she's clearly on tape i somebody could identify this person this is she's in public it's i mean will they start wearing masks i mean what if i knew this woman's name and i started putting it on the internet what do you think would happen to me i mean that's the next uh, iteration of this that they're going to cover their faces. Using a directive from Milet. Name and badge number. And he says that. You're refusing a directive from Milet. He knows the law or what, what Milet said. You give your badge number, not your name. She's doing neither. It's okay. We'll look you all up on your faces. How do we wait so long? I do. I mean, these police are in a very stressful situation right now. They're all remaining calm, which is great, which is absolutely great. Okay, so you get the idea, right? So now these cops are running around. Um, um, they have to. Wait. Not telling you who they are. Um, I'll tell you a brief story. I was camping this weekend with a bunch of middle class white people. Okay. I'm I'm at uh, I'm doing nothing wrong. We're not drinking. We're not loud. We don't have too many people on our campsite. And the ranger pulls up at night with his flashlight, looking around, and we all get super quiet. And it turns out the reason he came over was because um, one of our cars was at the overflow lot, and he mistakenly. Uh, scratched it and he came over to turn it in. But the point I'm, which was very, very cool. But the point is you take a bunch of middle-class white people who are, have never done anything wrong, are not doing anything wrong. And we're scared. Okay. We're scared. You take black people who are being killed and like have warrants and, you know, think about how scared they are. Everybody's scared out there. Everybody's scared. The cops are scared. The black people are scared. It's it's fucking a nightmare of terror out here. Okay? It's a nightmare of terror. And withholding information does not make it any better. Okay? All right. Uh, then did we get... Let's see. I recover all this. Dealing with protesters. I thought they did a shitty job at that. Taking names off of badges. Shitty job at that. Withholding information. It's limiting. Let's... Go to this week, shall we? Reinstating officers. Reinstating officers. Let's find uh, this uh, video from Terra Samples. Okay, Terra Samples is Ward 5 City Council person. And she is speaking about... So, just this week, incidentally, right after a, a vigil... Um, for Jalen Walker, <laughs> like the day after or something, uh, they take all of these anonymous eight police officers and put them back on the force. Okay, watch this. And now News 5 investigator Tara Morgan spoke with an Akron council member who believes bringing back the eight officers was not the right move. Now, Tara, did that council member suggest any other avenues that could have been used here? Yeah, it's in Highland Square. Why are we in Highland Square? She's Ward 5. This is Ward 1. 
Mary Coyle's ice cream, though, everybody. Do it. It's yummy. Guy's weird about his driveway, though. I don't know. Very protective of his driveway. She did. Councilwoman Tara Mosley is well aware of the police shortage. She says it shows on the streets. She says she suggested to the chief using reserve officers. She says there is surprise and anger among the community for the chief's decision. I knew there was a conversation about bringing them back um, because of staffing issues. Akron Councilwoman Tara Mosley says she let Police Chief Steve Milet know how she felt about bringing back the eight officers in the Jalen Walker shooting. The officers are not in uniform and are taking reports over the phone. I was honest with them that I just didn't think it was it was a good idea. Mosley says it's about perception. It's about perception, right? It's not the, like they're like, look, we're just putting them on inside the building they're not in they're just going to be on the telephone but is that what they really needed because they're because they're like well we're going to have to cut services well how is putting them in the office going to help uh not cut services it seems fishy to me i think for many of us it gives the perception um that the investigation is over. That that's what it is. She pinpoints it so well that oh, we're done with this issue. We're moving on. These guys are back to work. We're we're going, and which is absolutely not the case. And I, I think that's where most of the disappointment is coming from. Police say the department is down nearly 50 officers, 13 since the deadly shooting June 27th. Chief Milet considers the police staffing levels a crisis. He said Tuesday he made the decision to avoid cutting services by dismantling units in the department. I mean, that's all you hear. That's all he said. We're, we don't know what that means. He just said that. We don't. Maybe he's right. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I didn't take this um, decision lightly. Uh, this man discriminated against for being white and he did a lawsuit. Just, just keep that. Look at that guy. He was discriminated because he was white. Um, and I think this decision is in the best interest of the citizens and, and businesses. of. So that's his PR face. What does he think behind the scenes? I got to know. Is he angry? I bet he's angry. Milet said this gives him a stopgap to allow 20 officers to get through the field training program. I understand the, uh, the, the staffing shortages. I get that. Mosley is over Akron's fifth ward. She's also council's public safety committee vice chair. In some areas, you can you can feel that there's there's a cutback in some services just on response time. Response time's always sucked in Akron, Tara. You know it. I once had a quarter stick of dynamite in my car that took six hours for him to come and get. I had to call twice. Um, when you talk about a city that has had an influx of, of gun violence, um, you hear shots fired all the time to the point where residents aren't even calling anymore, and, and that concerns me. Mosley says she made suggestions to the chief to help with the staffing shortage. I just wish we would have thought of other alternatives while we wait and see, um, maybe bringing in some reserve officers or maybe... Why didn't we talk about it? You know why we didn't talk about it? Because Chief Milet is upset. Offering incentives for the officers who had reached retirement. That doesn't, Tara, solve the problem that Chief Milet is upset. Police say they use reserve officers in other roles now, but there are some challenges with new programming and computers officers use. This is not unprecedented. Um, it has been routine in this police department. Uh, what is unprecedented is there was an unarmed guy that you unloaded your entire eight guys unloaded their entire clips. It wasn't just guys. I think there was one woman. Their entire clips on one unarmed guy. That was the unprecedented part, sir. Before um, the case is submitted to the grand jury, that we do return officers back to work. I asked Mosley if she had a message to the community. Our tax dollars pay for the city to function. Um, so let's just keep that in mind in any decisions that we make um, from today and moving forward. I don't know what that means. What does that even mean? Why do you even bother saying words? And why is this lady in Highland Square? Is she going to go to Aladdin's? She was just in front. Of, she literally, I don't even understand. Why is she in Highland Square? And Mosley also said she is aware morale is low in the police department. Like the chief said, she says having these officers low back doesn't help and only adds to the stress. I think that could be right. I'm News 5 investigator Tara Morgan. Okay. Now,
And then uh, let's see if I can get you a scene of the protests on Wednesday night of this week. Uh, One second. One second. Let's see here. Tucker Carlson. No, no, no. Let's see. Wait. Everything we know about the protests. Uh, Protests. Robbing for death. Oh, yes. Another quality show by Sage Lewis. Where the frick is it? Punching. Uh, protesters took to the streets. Oh, yeah. Check this out. Protesters have shut down the street in Akron's Highland Square neighborhood. Is that why she was there? I guess maybe it was because of Highland Square. Because they're angry that the eight Akron police officers involved in the death of Jabel Walker have returned to work. I'm going to give you guys a look at what's going on. So they shut down the street. They're really good at that. I'm really proud of our protesters, honestly. I really am. You go, guys. And vote, for God's sake. Do both. Okay, and so they protested. Um... Furthermore, I believe that because of qualified immunity, all of those police officers are going to get off. um, And that infuriates the fuck out of me. So that is my opening statements. Consider me the attorney on the Chief Milet should resign side. Be happy to hear the attorney on the Chief should stay side. Um, honestly, I did not think a lot about those. I mean, I knew about the, the chocolate face thing. And again, Milet did not call him a chocolate face. The the training guy called him chocolate face, but given the fact that chief Milet had sued what Corpus Christi, Texas, because he was discriminated against because he was white. And then under him at Bellevue, the Bellevue police officer comes after the, the, the Seattle police officer, imagining the Bellevue police officer is white, Seattle police officer is black, and says, why are you picking on my wife? Because she's white? And these black people, what did you say? You get it. I've, I said it a bunch of times. Um, it's all coming to roost. This guy is what he um, um, this is what he is. It's showing that I believe that he believes black people are uh, being treated given extra permissions and it's hurting white people. And that's his initiative. And you saw it in the Ethan Lemming thing. Okay? This guy, we got it. We figured it out. Thank you, Chief. You got to go. That's it. Okay. Um, I'd love to know what you think. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. I love you so much. And I'll see you next time.